Hello, and welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast with Starshima and Kevin, the podcast for the nursepreneurs. Get ready for some straight talk on everything nursing and more. Well, you know, today our topic is around diversity, it's around equity, as well as inclusion. Woo! Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin. This is Starshima, and welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast. How you feeling, Starshima? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm excited. I'm glad. glad Are you excited? It sounds like you're excited. I got my fucking green tea and shit. I'm ready. There you go. Little hungover. We supposed to record this morning, but fucking uh, Darshima was right. She told me I wasn't going to make it, and I fucking did it. That's all right. You know, sometimes we got to go out and decompress as individuals. I was going to say as nurses, but... And decompress some time and then we'll come back and we'll still be able to make good ground. And our podcast production manager is not working today. So I think we're safe. We might just put a little pressure on her tomorrow to be able to get these things released. But, you know, be mad as fuck at us and shit. That's all right. We still love her. (laughs) We love you, Jane. Right. Jane is, (laughs) I knew Jane before she put on her repeat, record, repeat, and send or something of that nature. But Jane, if I messed up, you fix it, sister. We are grateful to have you and thank you for being flexible with us. As you may know, nurses are off the hook, y'all. Right? Y'all know that? It it is Jane, record, send, and repeat. Oh, I had it off a little bit, but that's all right. (laughs) That's that's good. I was in the family. (laughs) I love it, Jane. Jane's good. I love it, man. Right. Well, you know, today our topic is, I think it's really, really important. You know, it's around diversity. It's around equity as well as inclusion. So us being able as nurses to navigate these type of challenges here. So we're going to talk about some of the obstacles and opportunities for providing diversity and equity and inclusion in nursing, including the vital part of cultural competence. I think that that is really, really huge. So I'm excited, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So our first topic that we want to jump into is all about recognizing and addressing implicit bias in healthcare. And my question to you all as listeners, like, did you really realize that there was an implicit bias that are out there, right? So implicit biases are often unconscious, right? These aren't the things that we see that's on the forefront of our mind, but they're those unconscious things and they affect how us as healthcare professionals perceive as well as the way that we treat our patients. (laughs) Y'all didn't think about that, right? Right. Like that's crazy, right? Like some of the unconscious things that happens that impacts the way that we do things. So in nursing, it's really crucial to be able to recognize these biases. So we got to do the work beforehand, explore ourselves and actively work to address them, right? So cultural competence training and awareness programs can help nurses identify their biases. And early on, and we probably didn't think about this when the very beginning in fundamentals of nursing, we talked a lot about cultural, right? We talked about ethnocentrism. We talked about exploring ourselves as nurses, as who we are as individuals, so that we can drive better care. And I know that this may sound so strange. I wish that we could add this part into curriculum, Kevin, inside why of healthcare. Why, of, why don't we? Well, we are. You know, we're disrupting space. I'm learning right now in my MHA program all about this destructive and innovative type of leadership that's out here. But I think that we need to help people really explore themselves so that they can provide better care. We want these great outcomes, but sometimes people don't have the capacity I'm going to go out on a limb for you. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Because nobody else will ask you this year. Uh-huh. From a white man to a black woman. Uh-huh. If I have an implicit bias, does that mean I'm racist against you? I don't think that it's always racist. I think these are things that have come up by the way that you've been raised or 
and you just, just the way that you treat people. Sometimes it isn't always with malice behind it. It's just that this is how you grew up. This is it. This is what I've been taught. And this is the way that I navigate. Right. So I don't always think that it is racist in nature or that the intent is to do harm. A lot of nurses may feel like that's what's happening when you talk about a police fire, like they feel guilty and shit. Right. Well, I think that they should stop and pause and explore themselves because when we think about the patient that's laying in the bed, I'm a little bit more level than the average patient laying in our beds, right? So they don't think about it that way. I can look at you as a whole because I understand human behavior, but for a patient who's impoverished, who have very low literacy rates, health literacy rates at that, they may think that you're coming off as racist. Oh, this is how you treat all black people? Right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, you think that I eat watermelon every day. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. Uh, no, I so you, I think I that you. although you may not, you shouldn't feel guilty, but I think we should all do our due diligence to be able to explore. And me as a black woman caring for people of a wait, different culture wait, wait, as well, hold, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're black? I'm black. Very much so. You didn't know I was black? Okay, we're going to deviate for a second, y'all. My children, my, wait, wait, my children, wait. this is very legit, Okay. And I really feel some kind of way, but I'm trying to empathize and put myself in their shoes. My children call me white. Is that right? My children call me white. <laughs> Why um, we were, I don't know. I don't know are if it's lighter, my skin color. I'm very light. Are you lighter complected compared to them? I am lighter complected oh, than them. Their why. dad is yeah. pretty dark, but yeah, I still why. look, I really feel like I look black, right? Or at least they can call me. I don't know. But anyhow, we were at Target. I'm a digress and we're going to come back. I was at Target. And it was this person who was sitting, you know, those balls outside of Target. Right. So a lady big, was sitting the, on the ball, the, right? The, the big red ball. The big red ball. Yes. <laughs> she sat on one big red ball and she was sitting there and I was like, oh, she looked kind of weird. But you know how you try not to put give too much attention. But my daughter is really attentive. And she's like, mom, wasn't it kind of weird how that lady was looking at us? And I was like, oh, yeah, I noticed her, but I wasn't tripping. And my son said, well, mom, she's probably wondering why we're black and you're white, why our mom is white. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck, you know? But it's just what comes out of their little mouths. You know, I'm trying to empathize to see what they see because I'm like, I am every bit of black, but maybe it's, I don't are know. Are you, look at me, are you the? I, I think so, yeah. We, you, we you, know, have, you don't think that I'm black? I didn't know you were black. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> look, fucking Dora, if you're listening, Dora, she said black, not Kevin. So yes, black is a color according to fucking Starshine. So fuck I am the Dora. I am the Doc McStuffin <laughs> of the world. <laughs> well, my kids ask the same thing because you know my kids are mixed race. My wife's Filipino, and she's not quite as dark complex or complex as you, but she's pretty close. But I have a white kid, I have a brown kid, and I have a really fucking dark kid. That when the summertime she gets black, like yeah, you think that her mom and dad might be black. So when the kids parents see me and shit, they're like, that's your fucking dad? Right. <laughs> see? You so know, I get, I get it. I get it. I mean, so I get it. It's just really just kind of interesting. And I think about this, you know, as I'm trying to explore and be more leveled and how to be more culturally competent. And even for myself, even as a black woman, it doesn't tell me I shouldn't be aware of my cultural competence or any other nature. If you're not just saying that this is just a conversation between black and white, or if you're white, right. then you need to be more conscious. It's really across the board, whether you're yeah. Asian, whether you're Filipino, whether you're black, whether whatever you are, right? We need cultural competence because when we look here, we're a huge melting pot, at least here in the Valley. And I know this podcast is heard worldwide. Even when I went to Canada, looking at the pool of people, right? right. Cultural competence is so important for us to be able to provide that type of care to our patient 
and identify where our own biases are and to develop strategies to provide unbiased care to our patients that is really, really patient-centered. So when we a challenge, and this is just a challenge, right? We're just acknowledging that we really have challenges before us as nurses. We're not perfect. We're human, just like everybody else. We grew up in family. We learned different things within our family, right? And we want to just create a more inclusive healthcare environment where everyone receives equitable treatment, regardless of their background. And you know, we talked about in previous podcasts that Black people, amongst others, really, really get a disparity in care for multiple reasons. People who speak English as a second language, they get a disparity in care, you know, so it really is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, Black women in general, pain is a Mm -hmm. big one and pregnancy issues. Yep. I think more Black children die in the healthcare uh, when they're being delivered, or I don't know if it's the children or the the neonate or the women. I I have to go back and look, but I... But there's I, a lot I, of fatalities. I don't know yeah. what the exact, but I know yeah. that there's fatalities. But why? Is it because they don't want to ask questions? Is it because they don't know the questions to ask? Or is it because the staff don't give a shit? Is, I think it can be so many. I think it can be a combination, you know, and sometimes just thinking about culturally, you know, sometimes we don't go seek healthcare the way that we should. So we have underlying conditions that we don't know about. And then sometimes we get into healthcare. We are caring for these people who have, conditions and we're not aware of the different complications. So we're not monitoring them enough. I think it's just a lot of different factors that can come into play why we're seeing what we're seeing when it comes to mortalities. Going back to episode one, we talked about advancement in education and stuff. Maybe that's something that we need to integrate because I'm not a black woman. I don't know how to talk to a fucking black woman. I don't know how you would do all black women speak the same when they're having medical problems. I know, but you got to ask these questions stuff. But what is it that we're not doing correctly to include our, you know, in our thought process? If I ask you questions and it makes you unhappy, you start getting crazy. Is it because you're angry with me or is that how you express yourself? You know, but we're too scared to ask them. Yeah, because we also feel we're not. So here's the big thing, too, is in nursing, when you're not familiar with a culture, it is really, really hard to ask hard questions. Right. Like I remember working at a local organization. I was in low level management. They flew me back to another state. They flew me to Boise to be able to ask this sensitive type of information. Something as sensitive that we think is kind of like, we're sitting here talking about, oh, Starshima, you're black and you know, whatever, right? Well, we had to go to training to ask people what was their race and their ethnicity. Like they sent me to train to ask people that. Why? Because it's such sensitive information like, that do people like, don't feel do mean, comfortable. If, if I'm a student, what would you be teaching me? You teach me how to ask you what your race is or your mm-hmm. ethnicity. Right. Why, why is that so hard? I mean, well, I think I, because we haven't normalized it and we are. Here's the big thing. I, ask, I, think, I, ask, a, I ask that fucking question all the time. Hey, I don't say where are you from. I train myself not to say that. where are you from, Starshima. Right. The hood, I, I, West Side. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is I, I learned, I taught myself. I don't know why I did it. Maybe because I've gotten scolded many times by people, but I don't ask anymore where you're from. I'm like, where's your ethnicity? Absolutely. But it comes I don't to- say, are you Mexican? I don't say, you You know, I mean, I ask you if you were black for a reason, but I ask people what their ethnicity is so I can better understand it. And then I know where to go to take my conversation. Right. But that's because you feel comfortable. A lot of people haven't leveled themselves because of culture. I think it's afraid they're they're afraid to be embarrassed or they're afraid to Mm -hmm. be called a racist. Mm -hmm. You you call me whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. I mean, if you think I'm 
and I don't mean you personally, but if you right. think, that's one thing I'm trying to work on. I don't know how to ask that because I always say you, and I don't mean you. I mean, oh, I didn't take it personal. I didn't think. I, I think know, you're talking but, to the people. Just I know, in general, people, yeah. People get fucking been out of shape with that, but I don't fucking I lost my train of thought now. But I don't get embarrassed and shit. I don't. People can call me racist, whatever. Like we had, a, I had a student in the last class, an IB class and shit, and we're talking about pay disparity and stuff. And she's like, "Oh, you make more money because you're an Anglo-Saxon." Like, do you even know what a fucking Anglo-Saxon is? Like, <laughs> I said, I don't make more money because I'm white. I make more money because the fucking ass. You make less than me because, one, you're an LBN, and two, I'm an RN, so I'm going to make yeah. more than you. But even if we were RN, I'm going to make more than you because I asked for it. If they right. don't want to give it, I tell them to fuck off. Right. You know, we talked about this. Stuff, so. Right. But I just think when it comes down to exploring ourselves and asking these questions and why probably we have to go through this sensitive training and they have to train me to be able to go and train my staff about how to ask these questions is because majority of the world isn't comfortable with asking. I'd like to fucking attend something like that so I can see what the hell they're teaching and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But, you know, I mean, I don't get embarrassed and shit. Like if I get embarrassed and I said something to you that wasn't appropriate and you said, hey, Kevin, that's fucked up. I'm like, my bad. I didn't know. Now yeah. I do. Yeah. As long as you're like not mad at me, like, you know, I mean, I'm sure I've hurt people's feelings, but it's not on purpose. And I apologize if I don't ask. Yeah, for sure. And it just comes to, you know, when people, I don't know, when people feel and get hurt, we all, we all are human and we all have emotions, you know, but generally sometimes those things are probably triggering from some other space of why they bothered an individual, like they had a seed planted somewhere, right? And then because of that, that raised up. Majority of the time when I hear people talk, you know, I kind of come from a mindset where which helps me, not that I'm not saying that I'm emotionalist, it's not a reflection of me, it's a reflection of them, you know, yeah. so it's a, that personal development aspect, yeah. I think is a big thing, but, you know, it's just key. So looking at this, Kevin, you want to talk about like DEI, explain to us what is DEI, what yeah. is it all about? DEI, DEI mm-hmm. stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. I know people hate that, but you know, if if you hate that we're going to talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, then maybe you should fucking go do consult. Because there, you know, there are inadequacies that are kind of have been built into our system since time began. And, and I don't, it's not always race and color, but it uh-huh. could be social economic issues. Well, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know that, you know, well, I didn't grow up wealthy. I, you know, I'm not, okay, I didn't either shit, but, uh-huh. you know, I don't know what's in your mind. I don't know, you know, how you think about, the world and shit. I'd have to ask you to sit down and, you know, have lunch and shit, but you don't see the world the same as me. And you're no. not going to because Mm-mm. we're not the same people. Right. And so that's what diversity, equity, and inclusion is trying to get you to do. It's a, it's a topic that we can try to understand each other. Like you said, understand the cultures, where they're coming from, because not everybody, like a uh, Sikh. I don't know if you know what Sikh is. Mm-hmm. What's a Sikh? Well, they're, it's a religious religion yeah, but, within a but, certain culture. But what do they wear on top of their head? I don't want to, for the sake of saying the wrong thing, but they wear some type of headdress. Right. Well, um, they, they do call it, some Sikhs call it a turban because, you know, that's what we've mm-hmm. pointed out. There is a term for it in their language. I just can't remember because I've asked them, you know, what is the technical term? And you're right. I don't know what it is. And most of them don't get offended by that shit. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I bring that up, though, is because a lot of people, when they see them, they mistake them for being Muslim extreme instead of going and asking and shit, say, hey, what the fuck is that? You know, because I do, I, I'm not embarrassed. If you don't ask questions, how are you going to learn about the culture? True. That's, you know? yeah, that's why we need to talk to our patients I, I, and ask I, our patients those hard things, you know? Because I learned uh, this probably maybe last month, so we looked at somebody that's Indian and we always assume they're fucking Punjab. And mm-hmm. I've made that error in the past. And 
oh, you're Punjabi? I ain't fucking Punjabi. And they tell me what state they're from in India. I'm like, all right, calm the fuck down and shit. How the fuck am I supposed to know? Right. So unless I ask and shit, so, you know what I mean? So just know that, like, when you're talking to Indian people, not all of them are fucking Sikh, not all of them are Punjabi, not all of them speak fucking Hindi and Punjabi and shit. So you got to, but don't be afraid to ask. Right. And if they get offended, say, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to fucking be rude and shit, but I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Don't mean to learn? You don't want me to learn to fuck you. Right. We got to learn. Because you said that from Sacramento all the way down to Bakersfield, we have over 250 different languages spoken. Right. I didn't know this. I learned from a Hmong student. Did you know there's a green Hmong, white Hmong, and a red Hmong? No. See that Mm-mm. shit? Uh, all my Hmong nurses, that's fucking important shit you should tell fucking people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I think one day when you came and spoke in my classroom, it was a virtual yeah. experience. Yeah. One thing that I really, really liked was the fact that you was encouraging the students who was of different cultures to come out, right? That we need you. And I think that that was a big, big takeaway because again, you know, we here we're disrupting space, right? We're doing things a little bit different, Kevin. We're, we're becoming icons. We're trending in a different way. But even understanding that, like you being of a different culture, I'm a black nurse. I'm a black woman nurse in particular, right? Wait, so wait. you're black? <laughs> you get on my nerves. <laughs> so being a woman and being a black woman, you know, learning how that my voice needs to be mobilized, right? Because there's people of my culture who needs me to bring the awareness to add the diversity and to make it a more inclusive and equitable healthcare experience because we're advocating for ourselves. And I really, really loved how you brought that out in the student. At first, I was like, oh, Kevin, like what in the heck are you doing right now? (laughs) But then at the end, on the big side of it, I think it felt uncomfortable because it's kind of like, let me ask you what your race is, right? Kind of thing. But then I was like, it's still why, so why important would, that we why need would you, Why would you be uncomfortable for you? I think what made it uncomfortable because we don't see it all the time. Because, and then I, you were I, doing it. I yeah. talk about it every chance I get. But in everybody's world, that isn't, that you don't really see that as yeah. often, right? Look, you man, know, I'm, I am the fucking disruptor. I'm, we're going to fucking create t-shirts. We're trademarking that <laughs> October the 1st. Healthcare uh, 407 disruption. 4.07 p.m. 4.07 p.m. Fucking Starshima Ken, we just fucking trademarked that shit. Healthcare yes. fucking disrupt. Yeah, yeah, no, that is true. I, I sat in a in yes. a meeting and I I'm told them t- I'm gonna get t-shirts made and shit. Right. I was like, I'm a little bit disruptive. And I was like, well, what you mean by disruptive? Because this can be I'm advocating <laughs> oh, for shit. the changes. That, that fucking said, angry black woman. Right. I said it and they wanted to know. They wanted me to explain a little bit more. But I think I, I had I won oh, them with the explanation. All the white people looking around around like, who the fuck hired this crazy lady and shit? What the fuck? <laughs> I think healthcare really needs what's happening right now because it's not enough people. We have so much people who are willing to just fall into the sea but they don't want to have hard conversations of like the conversations that we're having, exploring things about diversity, equity, and inclusion. We rather just push this underneath the rug and show up to our jobs and make whatever mm-hmm. we're making and never stop and pause and explore ourselves because this is for- forcing us to look at us too, right? Yeah. As individuals yeah. and being comfortable with yourself and what you believe and knowing that your culture and how you believe doesn't make you superior, but how can I be inclusive with others who may not believe like me? and still deliver quality care. That's the game changer. Well, I do have a fucking big ego, so. I got I mean, a big I, ego. I, I am fucking amazing and shit. You know? okay. But I'm not, I'm not superior to anyone. 
Okay. But I am fucking awful. You know, arrogance, I was listening today in church. And he's like, I'm a little arrogant because I'm like, hey. But I think, you know, that that makes us who we are. We need a little bit of that piece of us to be who we are. If not, then we'll fall and shrink and then we won't disrupt. Right. 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 Absolutely. So this goes into our next talking point, Kevin. I think it's promoting culturally competent care in nursing. Ooh, what do you think about that? Let's say that one more time. Promoting, like promoting culturally competent care in nursing. I'm 100% on board with that because if you don't understand cultural competence, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to understand how to care for that patient correctly. Because going back to Hmong patients, a lot of Hmong, older Hmong are superstitious. Mm-hmm. They don't like going to Western medicine, so they don't seek, you know, help sometimes, or if they do, they wait too long. And then once I'm, they're in the facility, they don't really want, you know, a fucking white guy taking care of the shit. I mean, they won't refuse, they won't be rude, but they're not apt to more, like, articulate what they want and what they see. So I think we need to have cultural confidence so we can understand where they're coming from, why they're thinking that way, and how we can try to be. And it's not just dumping off onto the mom nurses, because that doesn't help you either. It's yeah. Gotta, you got to learn. Absolutely. And then, you know, I think a big thing is, too, is we make our jobs and our lives harder when we don't understand the people that we're serving because we label them. They're difficult. They're uneasy. But really is that you don't know how to provide with them. Like, think about a marriage, right? Marriage can be good or a marriage can be bad. Generally, what it is. It's a hard fucking job. It's a hard job, right? But a lot of times is, do I understand who I'm dealing with? No, because most people don't have marriage counseling before they get married. They get Absolutely. married because they had fucking sex. I mean, she loves my pecker. I love her pepper and shit. And, mm-hmm. and then, but when then when the honeymoon falls, they're like, who the fuck did I Real pay? life issues, right? Yeah. Real well, life things. Well, that's because we go into these relationships with unspoken expectations. Absolutely. And, and kind of with our patients, too. You know, we go into yeah, these relationships exactly with our patients right. to, exactly. for them to perform like us when they're not like right. us. You right. know, so, so that's what I think. But it's true. It's exactly right. I'm going into the room. If I treat you like a fucking old, fat-ass white guy, how would you feel? <laughs> well, I don't know what treating me like a old... I, I, don't, know that, I don't know, Kevin. I, don't, I, I, I just like, couldn't even... I couldn't even comment know, but, on it. I don't know. I'm speechless. But, but, <laughs> no, but we... Like, Kevin, don't get me fucking in trouble. I'm no, like, but, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going down that road, Kevin. No, but I mean, think about this, though, but I really want to step out on them because how would I know how to care for a black woman if I can't be comfortable enough to say, Starshima, what is it that as you as a black female need from me as a fucking nurse? Right. What are we doing wrong in your eyes and let you list the things that, you know, might be a better experience for you. And then yeah. we could start there and talk about, well, I could do this, but I can't do this. And here's why. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we don't ever have those conversations because we're too scared. Or we don't know how to be creative in our assessments to get the data that we need right in the moment because every person is a person, right? And it doesn't right. matter that you can treat all black people the same, all white people the same, ah, all Hmong people the same. But right. I think even our assessments, we have to get strategic as nurses because we think about culturally competent is just understanding different cultures, but it's really about providing care that respects and values the beliefs of individuals, right? As well as their customs. And we know... Every black person don't have the same custom. Every Hmong person doesn't have the same custom. And then we got to embrace those practices of diversity. Wait, 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 hold up. You mean every black person don't go to a black Baptist church? Nope, I don't. <laughs> Not saying I never went, but I don't. I, I, I've been lied to. Darcy. You've been lied to. See, and so if, you, if I walked into the ER and you were like, well, why she got that big hat on? She just left Sunday service. Like, right, right, see, I know, but. 
But maybe I just left a funeral or, you know, or I don't know, was out wine tasting or whatever that looks like. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that we as nurses, you know, we need to be culturally competent to be able to one effectively communicate with our patients. The second thing is to build trust. A lot of us are having a hard time at the bedside because our patients don't trust us. So just as a human, we have to trust you. Right. And when we can have that, when we can effectively communicate to the patient, when we can build trust with them, we can provide appropriate care, right? That's why I share my life with my patient. Every patient mm-hmm. I take care of, I share part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been told many times, oh my God, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, why? I'm, like, I'm a human being. So are they. Yeah, absolutely. If I share part of my life, what it's going to do for my relationship. Absolutely. Gonna, gonna yeah. trust and at the end of the day, you know, we just want to provide by promoting culturally competent care and exploring ourselves and making sure we're not being ethnocentric is, Culturally competent care not only improves our patient outcomes, but it really strengthens the bond between nurses and patients. And we need this back in our communities like never before. I got to back up because you use a big fucking word that I don't know what the hell it means. Ethnocentrism. Well, ethnocentrism is pretty much. Can you talk to me like a fucking first grader? Okay, I'm sorry. Let's break it down. So (laughs) ethnocentrism is saying, hey, I grew up a certain way. This is how I believe. And when I come to take care of you, I expect you to be the same as me. Mm, I got you. All right, all right. So now your culture, your beliefs, your values should now be mine and mine are superior. So you begin to judge me off of everything that's your baseline or your standard, which isn't always true. Right. But, but you know, I you can't. A, sorry to interrupt, but I have a big issue like that, too, when it comes to religion. People go to church and they want you to be following Jesus and following God. And I get that. If you want to be religious, I ain't mad at you, but don't try to fucking put that on all your patients because not every patient follows and subscribes to every kind yeah. of religion that you do. Absolutely. That, that is part of the diversity, ethnicity, I mean, sorry, equity and inclusion. Yeah. I don't think we should push our beliefs, whether we believe in God, whether we believe in other things, whether we're Buddhist or whatever it is, we should never push that on patients. Just like in general life, we don't push that on people. We should live a life to where people want to say, hey, what you got, Kevin? I see you doing this. What you doing over there? And that's when you get to explore more. We live by the example. So absolutely, we don't push our religion on anybody. You live that example. So the way I treat you, you might say, oh, Sir Shimmy, you so nice. What makes you so nice? Because the last few nurses I had, I was like, I got a little Jesus in me. You want to know him? Come on, go to church with me on Sunday. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you know, that's that's the thing. Like, but we miss that part, you know? Yeah. Well, even though I'm not a super religious kind of person and stuff, if I get a religious patient and they want to pray or something, I'll I'll pray with them. You lay hands on them? I mean, why not? It's not going to hurt me. Yeah, that's respecting. That goes back up to what we just talked about, respecting the individual. And I've had a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. You're just faking. I'm like, I'm not faking. I'm just doing what they asked me to do. It's not going to hurt me. You know. Well, there must be some part of there down in the deep down in the gut of you that believes in you just may not be fully living it. No, I don't think so. No, I'm just doing what they need to make my patient what? Well, you're a good nurse. Feel safe and feel trust you. That's right. All right. That's right, so cool. what's our next what's our next? So topic you, you want to talk about this is huge. So we've been kind of leveraging this already in the conversation. You wanted to hit on minority nurses in the yeah. workplace and understanding. I think you really wanted to talk about and unpack what is minority. You talked about what was the first thing that come to mind when we talked about minority nurses and giving them some context. So let us have it. So when you hear the word minorities and nursing, what does the word minority and nursing mean to you? I think the first thing that kind of come to mind when you think about minority and just the word itself, it comes to race. Right. So what are the different races that we have? 
Oh, we have tons of different races um, <laughs> out, out here, you know. Right. So, yeah. What, what's our biggest ethnicity here in the Central Valley? That's a good question. I don't Hispanic. think I ever researched it. Hispanic. It's Hispanic. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I did mention that in the green room. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, and I didn't. I didn't say Mexican because not everybody's a Mexican. I said Hispanic, and I know some people don't like that word, but that's the word I'm going to fucking use. Because what else word can I use to ask you what is your ethnicity? There's Mexican, El Salvadorian, San Salvadorian, Guatemalan, mm-hmm. Argentinian. I mean, there's so many different that fall under that umbrella. But we have a huge Hispanic population, mainly females, too, 18 to 45. They have the highest incidence of gallstones and shit. It's important to understand that. And then what about we have Hmongs? A lot of people get upset when you say Asians, but I didn't. If you look at the American Association of College Nurses, they use that term. Yeah. So there's different types of Asian. Like Miss mm-hmm. Pat, she gets fucking mad. She's like, I'm not a fucking Asian. I'm Pacific Islander. Oh, shit. So she well, yeah, they, yeah, most Filipinos, yeah. Okay, but where is the fucking Philippines at? Southeast Asia, Asia right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, I mean, that's our preference. So we got to make sure I, we're not pushing our beliefs on what she believes. So Look to make me. sure you're not I'm going to push whatever. I'm going to push whatever the hell I want. With my wife, she's going to like. <laughs> no, you got to let her be her. That's the see. You look at wait, wait. You're really making me question if you're really pro- providing <laughs> diversity, equity, and inclusion in healthcare because it shouldn't change whether it's your wife or your patient. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, I got and, your back. And, Don't you and worry. My, and, and my damn kids. I'll be and your kids. You. Yeah. You do, what, you do what the hell I tell you. Don't think. Do. Don't think your culture is superior to theirs. <laughs> Let me oh, find so out. So there's stories that go that uh, Miss Pat and I joke about this, but there's a story that came out that says I'm an Asian sex slave because as a white man, I married a female Asian. And so I'm holding her down and I'm keeping her a sex slave. So I tell, I tease her oh. all the time. I didn't okay. write the fucking story and shit. Like, okay. That's how crazy are some people, though, they think. Shit. Okay. Yeah, well. I mean, do you think that's true? <laughs> I'm not here to judge any. I don't know. I don't have enough information to make any type of conclusion or judgment at this moment. <laughs> so I am just here for the story. I'm that listening. Hurt, that hurts my feelings. Why? Oh, like really? That's fucking ridiculous. That fucking story is beyond ridiculous. Just because I married a fucking person outside my race makes me a fucking slave. I wouldn't hope that part for you. I'm just talking about you trying to have me make a judgment off of what you were saying and make it. I just can't. But I will hope that that's really? not the case. And especially as long as you all been together, that that's, you know, she know probably would have ran. If I was her, I would have ran. No, but the, <laughs> the premise of the story is if you marry outside your race, then you are holding that other person down. And I think that's fucking Beyonce. No, I don't. I don't think that that stands true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's fucking ridiculous. I'm not saying there's probably not relationships that have problems and shit like that. I'm sure there are with every fucking mm-hmm. race and ethnicity and shit. So this is fucking crazy. All right, let me get back. So I do want to talk about non-minorities in nursing only because I looked it up. According to the Census Bureau, 2020, racial and ethnic diversity has increased 61%. Ethnicity and inclusion, you know, what do those mean? So ethnicity, what does it mean to you? What it's is usually ethnicity? the nature of the origin of what makes up who you are. You right, know? right. Do you know what your ethnicity is as a black woman? They would you tell know? me as African-American, but that yeah, is. But see, yeah. but that's my problem is you, nobody ever gets a DNA to see where they really yeah. come from. No, I haven't, I haven't done all that. What is it called? Um, Whatever these things are, I haven't done 23 one of those and me and shit. Yeah. 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 And then what does inclusion mean? We don't want to be included in everything. But why are we so resistant? And because we're so resistant, I, one thing the story doesn't talk about, this story I looked up, is minority nurses, they face higher workplace bullying than any other type of nurse. Why? Mm. 
which I'd like to see what minority specifically or what specific ethnicity was in the story and shit. Mm-hmm. Because is it black on black? Is it white on black? Is it black on Asian? Is it Asian on black? Like who the fuck is bullying this shit? That's what I'd like to know. What do you think? Is it men head? versus women? Is it women versus men? Because minority no. isn't always on race, right? We talked no. about that in the green room. Men can be considered minority in the nursing profession. Not considered. We are a minority in the nursing. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. There's there's only like, I don't know, seven or eight percent of us that are men. OK. So who's getting bullied? And now you're not wrong. I mean, men probably do bully a lot of stuff. Are we bullying or are we being assertive? Because some people see us, me being assertive. I've been called aggressive and a bully sometimes, but I don't think I'm a bully. I'm just assertive. I speak what the fuck is on my mind and that hurts people's feelings sometimes. So instead of understanding that about me, they fucking call me a bully. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. I can see how it can go. But then we'll say, you know, I understand like being assertive, but you understanding and having that emotional intelligence, how do you meet the people and who you're with to where it doesn't appear to be bullying? So I'm going to look at I'm just being devil's advocate right now. Yeah, whatever. You're a woman and shit. What is the definition of bully? Yeah. I'm going to show you what the definition is. And this year, I mean, this month in school, Are you anti-bullying month. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Bullying is to seek harm, to intimidate, coerce, which is not when I'm assertive. I'm not fucking coercing or trying to intimidate. I can walk into a room and people get intimidated by me. Mm-hmm. So is, am I bully because I walked in the fucking room? Well, you know, most of the time you intimidate people who aren't comfortable with themselves. That's a common so term that I hear that I intimidate yeah, people. But that's my point. So are you a fucking bully? You're a bully, Starkeen. I'm not a bully. I only appear to be a bully to people who are not secure within themselves in that's the area point, where I'm strong. That's, that's my point. So that's where we need to have maybe some training to make people understand. Is it because you're insecure with your fucking self? That when somebody who has a strong personality talks directly at you, that you get all scared and now you're considered a fucking bully? Like that's... Mm-hmm. So, I'm learning to be just speaking about that when you talk about that of being intimidated. So here's the thing. I'm a pretty strong woman. I have a pretty strong voice. I think where I am working to be better is at the place of not I'm being able to identify and assess those who are a little bit less secure and then leveraging from there versus just coming out and saying, this is who I am. This is what we do. And this is how we're going to do it, do it or I don't do any of that. Like when we're having conversations, people ask me questions. I learned a long time ago. This is my emotional intelligence. If you were to ask me questions that I know my answer is going to be controversial to you. I'm mm-hmm. like, I would say, Starshima, are you really ready and prepared for what I'm going to say? Because you may not like it. It may hurt. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, yeah, yeah, Kevin, it's OK. I'm like, all right, Starshima, warning number two. Are you sure you're fucking ready to hear what's going to come out of my mouth? I'm not saying that it's right, but it's my thought process. It's my, you know, this is how I think and shit. Oh, yeah, okay, it's okay. All right, Starshima, third and final fucking warning. Like, I give people three warnings shit before I say something. But do you think that is really fair? Because they don't know what you're going to say. So they're making a decision off of something that they don't. Well, well if, I'm don't telling you that you're, if I'm telling you that I'm going to be very direct and straightforward and what I say may hurt your feelings and may even make you want to cry. How the fuck can you not understand that shit? That's on you, not me. And I gave you three chances to back the fuck out. That's on you. But do you want to make them cry? No, <laughs> I'm just I, messing no, with you. No, well, I what makes what them. happens when you make them cry? What does that do to you? How do you not, feel? I don't feel anything because that's on you. I didn't make you cry. You chose to let my words hurt your feelings and you chose to cry. Oh, wow. So is there a problem? It is. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Okay. You can be mean to me all you want and I want what? I'm not going to go and cry and shit. I may go ponder and wonder why you 
spoke to me that way or why you may mm-hmm. have said the thing you did, but I'm not going to go fall apart and cry. Okay. I'm not going to call you a bully because I'm mm-hmm. trying to see the conversation from your point of view. Gotcha. And most people don't do that. They just see people like me who are very straightforward as a bully. And if that's the way you want to see me, I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you shit. Right. I know you don't like it. That's you fair. Want, you want to talk to people like you're coming at it from your female brain. And that's different. Men speak differently to women. Mm-hmm. And women don't understand how men think or talk. You want us to talk like you. And I try to learn to talk like you, but it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. But you as a female don't ever try to understand men and talk to men the way we talk. Oh, but when we talk to you the way that you all think that to talk like you all, we're too masculine and we're too... I don't think that about you. No, I don't think you think about that way. I disagree. Now, that may be somebody you're with or somebody who's been that way, but I get what you're saying. I totally get it. But you can't talk to men the way you talk to women. I can't talk to women the way you talk to men. I learned that. Yeah. I've studied you preachers for 30 years. That's good. That's amazing. So, Kevin, tell the listeners what is their role as nurses, future nurses, in promoting diversity in the workplace? What is our role? Well, I think that we have to start, you know, educating ourselves on culture. I think we have to educate ourselves like, you know, we're doing right now, even though you shut down on me right there like this motherfucker, crazy <laughs> cracker and shit. Uh, <laughs> did I bully you? Are you hurt? No, Are you not cry? at all. Are you not at all. Oh, no. Your whole no. fucking demeanor changed in this conversation. <laughs> if, if, you, if you never watched the fucking video and shit on our podcast, this is the fucking video to watch because her whole fucking demeanor changed. Shit. I just took my energy back. That's all. I, I wasn't I gonna go down the hole. I didn't steal your fucking energy. <laughs> I I cannot steal your energy. You cannot. You, you can freely give it away or let it go, but I can't steal the shit. Okay. But I do think that we have a role in diversity in education. Like mm-hmm. you, I take you out to lunch or I take you to coffee in the cafeteria, and I say, "Hey, Starshima, can I ask you some questions that may be mm-hmm. uncomfortable for you?" Right. You know, and if you agree to it, I said, okay, but are you okay? Because I'm really going to ask some crazy questions that may seem nuts. I may not articulate it nicely because I don't know how to fucking articulate without making people mad or whatever. So don't take personal. I'm just trying to learn to be a better nurse than this, you know. And then I would say, all right, how can I, as a white man, take care of you as a black woman? Mm-hmm. What is it that I should be looking for? What can I do to fucking understand what your thought process is? So when I do take care of people of color. I don't act like an asshole and say stupid things like, where are you from? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not being insensitive. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is all true. I think, you know, to really emphasize on the impact that each one of us can make by actively promoting diversity, making people from different and diverse backgrounds, whether it's culture, whether it's race, feel safe with us is important. And then giving them equitable type care And then including them in our everyday actions, that inclusion, I think is important. And in that we create a ripple effect, right? And this ripple effect really transforms the entire nursing profession. We change the game. We disrupt that space. So let's be advocates for change and let's pioneer inclusivity, right? Let's make sure everybody feels this, not just in our workplaces, but also in our communities and beyond, you know? But let me ask you this, though. I'm going to go out on fucking even deeper then. Okay. Do you as a black female nurse, ever try to go to your white counterpart and say, hey, how can I try to better understand what your thought process is? Do minority nurses have a role to go and ask about what the white culture is? A lot of people don't think white people have a culture. I believe white people have a culture. And I know, but a lot of people don't. 
White people have a culture. Everyone has a culture. I culture is no other than a system I, of learned I, beliefs, I, I and totally, values. I totally understand, but a lot of people think that white people don't. If you ask a lot of minorities, do white people have culture? A lot of them that I've talked to say no. Well, I have to say that my connections and the people who I fraternize with are not always men and women who look like me. So I get an opportunity. My platform is very, very diverse, <laughs> right? So I have a very diverse platform. You don't hang out with only black people. I don't hang out with only black people. Y'all just learned something about me. Um, so my platform is very diverse. So with that, I get to experience many different cultures. So when I talk about these things, these are things that I truly live every single day. So I learn about different cultures and how different cultures interact at baseline. But you have to think about what our system is really designed off of is the normalcy of a Caucasian or a European type of lifestyle, right, at baseline, and then it's modified accordingly in true reality. But what does that mean? Meaning a lot of our bases, a lot of our core is based off of the culture. Can you write down, like, can you list for people what that fucking means? I can list, like, things like our time focus. Like, we look at things that we value being responsible for ourselves. We value time. We value us being accountable for our own actions. We value going and seeking healthcare right away, right? In times of need, which looks a little bit different in other cultures, depending upon their beliefs. So that's our core foundation, which mimics the Caucasian and the European lifestyle. You said that's our core foundation. Meaning the core of America. This is what we have, right? So say your kids might be right that you're white. Because you, you said our. <laughs> well, you know, you just kind of adopted this. is just no, kind of what it is, I but it becomes you. a culture okay. in of itself. So with all cultures, we take a little bit from everyone. I take a little bit from my Hispanic culture. I take a little bit from my Asian culture. I take a little bit from the Caucasian culture, from my black culture. You know, that just makes me who I am. I'm a very diverse individual. I can get hood on you and I can get educated on you and I can get everything right. in between, right. you know, so I'm grateful for that. But some people don't have that great flexibility because they don't spend a lot of time with multiple cultures. So just to answer that question, I haven't had that kind of conversation in full transparency because I feel like I already collaborate and connect or fraternize with people who don't look like me. So I understand them a little bit differently. But is that a fair question that other minority nurses should, if they don't fraternize, I can't say, say that word for me. Right, nice. <laughs> yeah, with other fucking cultures besides their own? Is that something they should maybe think about doing? Absolutely. Them? I don't think that being able to ask questions and explore other cultures is just a Caucasian or a white or a European thing. I think it is amongst all cultures that we should be exploring those things if we're not spending time. Because even in that, if we don't, then although you're a very minority part within the nursing profession, you're still not providing adequate care, right? And our goal of why we have diversity, equity, and inclusion within the system. Are there any other talking points we have? That is it for the day. So I just think that we are just ready out here to be advocates of change and pioneers for inclusivity. And just don't be afraid to go and do the inner work and don't be afraid to explore some of these most sensitive areas to be able to deliver quality care to your patients, better outcomes, and change in the face of our community. Well, what I would like is if our listeners listen and you are of different ethnicity than Kevin and you've been bullied at work as a minority and stuff, send me, you know, you send it. I don't have to use your name, but I'll do like a little mini clip podcast on it to put on our page and stuff to talk about it. You know, what do we do? Why do we have this? 
what could that person have done differently? And let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah, because I think we need to have these conversations. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's challenge the norms, right? right? Like, let's stop doing the things because other people are doing them. And let's really create a future where every nurse and every patient feels valued and heard. I think that's important. All right. So one last thing. To, yeah, I do agree. One last thing. I want everybody to make sure they go visit Starshima at Coach Starshima on Instagram, Facebook. Visit our Nurse to Nurse podcast page. Don't forget to join. A lot of people didn't know this. I got people this week like, I didn't even know you had a fucking community group. We have a fucking community group on Facebook. It's called yeah. Nurse to Nurse Podcast. And we try to share. You got to be positive. We don't want no bullshit. People crying and complaining and stuff. But we'll kick your ass out of there. We're trying to build up, not break it down. So Absolutely. Build, build our community of yeah. nurses and, so and we're uh, more powerful. Visit me at kevin.er.nurse on TikTok and kevin underscore er underscore nurse at Instagram. Try to support our links and stuff because, you know, we're trying to make a little bit of extra cash so we can keep our podcast up and running. It ain't cheap and shit. You know, we're not make me pay subscribe or anything but it would be nice to pass our things around because we do have other content and stuff that we're trying to make it financially sound because i don't work at the bedside anymore and i have no desire to go back i know you do but i don't have no desire to go back <laughs> i have I no know, desire but, to go back to bedside well but i'm 55 and i'm just trying to join my life i want to try to make a difference and stuff i want to educate nurses and try to help them and build them and coach them and that's what my mission is i'm here to that's be here for so you guys Absolutely. help us out yeah Absolutely. Let's transform healthcare one nurse at a time. And I'm going to get the fucking t-shirts up soon. Healthcare fucking disruptors. That'll be out there. Healthcare disruptor. Yeah, I like that shit. I am a healthcare disruptor. All right, you guys, we appreciate you. Nice to see you. Thank you, Starship. You're welcome. Hope you have fun. Look at you. Your whole attitude changes shit. Right. (laughs) Go drink some fucking wine. You'll be okay and shit. Okay, I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.